You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Again, we see two, two distinct words, disobedience, of course he says they did not obey, which is disobedience, but we see disobedience and unbelief, two distinct words when you separate them, but contextually, they are basically the same. But I still want to deal with the two words separately in order for us to get a, a clear understanding of what was going on in reference to Israel, or God's children, not entering into the promised land. When it comes to not obeying or, or disobedience in reference to God, it, it just simply means God tells you something and you just willingly say no and exemplify it in your acts. He tells you not to do it, but you decide you're going you to do it. And that's disobedience. Right? Very simple, but that's disobedience. Now let's consider... Uh, what Jeremiah said about disobedience. Let's go to Jeremiah 11. Jeremiah chapter 11. Ready? Verse 3. The Lord told the prophet to say this to people. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Cursed is the man or woman who does not obey the words of this covenant. And the covenant, of course, uh, refers to God's word. When you disobey what God tells you to do, whether the written or revealed word, you're cursed. If God changes, 
not. Your curse. How many understand that? Real simple, isn't it? Your curse. And when you're cursed, God just can't, God will not do for you what he desires to do because of your disobedience. You don't receive the favor, the better of God because of disobedience. That's what it is to be cursed. Remember Malachi 3, uh, the prophet told Israel, your curse will occur because they had robbed God. God had told them what to do, but they decided not to do it. And uh, who don't mind being cursed? We don't want to be cursed, do we? No, we don't, we don't want to be cursed. Because being cursed is not a good thing. Now, unbelief, back in, back in uh, Hebrews 3, unbelief. According to Hebrews 3 and 19 represents not trusting God and all that pertains to him. God told Israel he was going to give them the promised land, but because of what they saw, they just didn't believe. They just, they just couldn't believe that they, they, could, they could possess it because of what, what they saw. They just, I mean, it was just, we, ain't no way we're going to be able to do that. But, but even though Caleb tried to convince them otherwise, in their mindset, we just can't. We, we can't do that. They just didn't believe God was going to give them what he promised. And you're going to see things, hear things, and feel things that, that will try to convince you that you're not going to get what God promised. That's everybody. When God promises you something, don't think it's just, well, he promised it and I'm going to get it. Don't think obstacles are not going to come to try to make you distrust God. That's the reason Jesus asked a question in the book of Luke. Uh, I think it's the 8th verse of the 18th chapter. He said, when the Son of Man come, will he really find faith on the earth? Will folks still trust me? And you know, you'll be like, yeah, you know folk going to be trusting you, God. But when you look, you look from the time of when Jesus said that to, to the present right now, folk don't trust God the way they used to. 
And so you can understand why he asked the question, will, will I really find, will the Son of Man really find faith on the earth? Because you have folk that say they have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but don't trust God. Because of what they see, feel, of what they may be experiencing. You have to trust God despite what is coming against your mind. Despite what you see with your, your eyes. Despite the battle that is going on, you still have to trust him. Be, because earth is not heaven. You're going to go through some stuff. When, even when you waiting on what God told you he was going to give you, you're going to go through some stuff. That's Bible. That, that is just Bible. You're going you to have to battle. Faith is something uh, that will be tried. Let me break it down a little more. Your faith is something that's going to be tried. The trying of your faith. James talked about it. It works things, but the main thing, James, James wanted them to understand, your faith going to be tried. Peter took it a little further. Think it not strange concerning, concerning the fiery trial that is, get this, to try you. It's going to try you. It's going to come specifically to you to see if you're going to trust God or not. And that's all of us. Everybody in here, your faith is going to be trusted. Everybody. Your, well, your faith is going to be tested. Everybody in here. You hear me? All right. And when it came to Israel, they couldn't hold on to their faith in God. They, they were up and down with their faith in God, except basically two men. At least that's who we, we see highlighted when you go back to the, uh, to the book of Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, primarily, you see Joshua and Caleb and Moses keeping the faith. But it, but it especially focuses on them two leaders, Joshua and Caleb, because they went into the promised land, seeing how wonderful it was, came back, and Caleb was, was very verbal, saying, let's go get this. Let's go now. But the other one said, no, we can't go because we seen, we seen these folk and we seen uh, folk like giants and so forth and so on. And, and when we looked at them, we were like grasshoppers. They so big. So they, they put a picture before the folk that looked. We, we were like grasshoppers, these folk so big. And, and, and in their mind, they seen folk 
that was so big to where there's no way they will be able to enter into the promised land, to take possession of the promised land. But the bottom line, they just didn't believe God. Because God told them from the time they left Egypt to the time that they got at the entrance of the promised land, that he was going to give them the land to possess it. And God will tell you he's going to give you your healing over and over and over again. You just have to trust him despite all you go through from Egypt to the entrance of the promised land. However, Israel didn't do it. They did not do it. And again, notice the two reasons that the Hebrew writer gives. Disobedience and unbelief. Let me show you something in reference to unbelief. We, we know according to Jeremiah 11 and 3, when it, when it comes to disobedience, you'll come up on the what? That's right. Now let's consider Romans chapter 11. And verse 20, when it comes to unbelief. Ready? Romans 11 and 20. Well said, because of unbelief, they were broken off. Because of unbelief, they were what? Because of unbelief, they were what? Because of unbelief. Specifically, because of Israel's unbelief, God cut them off. He cut them off. I can't give it to you because of your unbelief. You believe more in what you see than you believe in me. So I'm going to have to break you off. I'm going to have to stop the process because of your unbelief. Broke it off because of their unbelief. Now let's go back um, to Hebrews three. And let me deal with deal with the text, since we got a good understanding of uh, disobedience and and unbelief, right? Now, because of their disobedience. And their unbelief, consider the first clause of uh, Hebrews 3 and 18. The Lord swore that they would not enter his rest. He 
He vowed that they would not enter into his rest because of disobedience and unbelief. By now, I hope some of us are like, man, I, I just, I can't do that unbelief thing. I can't just do that disobedient thing. I, I just can't do it. That's what, that's what I want you to really see in the text and, and make up in your mind tonight that, look, I, I can't hook up with unbelief and disobedience. I can't hook up with them two things. And, and if your cousin who you hang with is fruitful when it comes to unbelief and disobedience, it's time for you to cut your cousin loose. You hear me? Because here God, he swore they ain't going to get what I promised them. Because you know the promise, every promise is conditional. The promise was conditional on them doing what he told them to do. All of God's promises are, yeah, yes, and amen. But when you rightly divide the word, they are conditional, they are, they are conditional in that God will fulfill what he said if we do what we are told to do. Isaiah so understood it to where he said to Israel in Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. That was the condition. You got to be willing and obedient. It's just like you don't have to faint. You don't have to lose heart. However, you got to put into action Luke 18 and 1. Men always ought to pray and not what? Lose heart, not give up. If you don't pray, you're going to give up. And you'll hear folks try to blame God for certain things. Well, I thought God was going to do it, but he didn't. It's got to be a reason why. And nine, well, ten out of ten times, the reason is you. There is no failure in. If you really believe that, look at somebody with your hands wide open. There's no failure. God made a solemn promise. They're not going to enter in to my rest. Not going to enter in to my rest. Now, after they had 
disobeyed um, and told Moses they, they wasn't going to do this, that, and the other, and they start, bad started happening. Then they tried to turn around and go in without God telling them to go in. They couldn't enter. God wouldn't, God wouldn't even allow it to happen. They wanted to do it on their time, but not his time. My money kind of funny right now, so I know I can't do such and such, even though pastors said it's a, it's a season of such and such. See, you're going to mess yourself up. If you can't see the word past pastor, you're in trouble. If you can't see receiving what God told you he was going to bless you with, despite what you have in your pocket, you're in trouble. Because bottom line, you trusted in yourself instead of God. Now, now get this, the scripture says, cursed is the man or woman that trusts in the arm of flesh for his or her deliverance. You know what the arm represents? Power. Strength. Can we break it down? Your money. You trust in your money for it. You don't trust your money unless God tell you the way I'm going to do it is with your money. It's going to be your money, but I'm going to make sure you get more money. Don't you ever do something just because you have it. You always allow God to lead you. You need to know God is God when you broke. As well as when you have a, a pocket full and a huge bank account. You need to know God is God no matter where you are in your life. I've had enough money to buy certain things, but, but God wouldn't let me buy it. And then when I didn't have the money to get it, he said, go get it. That's something. I mean, I had I had the money just just waiting to go get it. Now it ain't time, Lord. But I got the money. Yeah, but <laughs> but then when I didn't have, He said, "Go get it." You know what He's trying to teach me? Don't trust in you. Don't lean to your own understanding. Let me direct you. Let me tell you when to do this, that, or the other. Because I've heard, I've heard uh, a number of y'all. And, and, and uh, sometimes it wasn't even me and you having no conversation. I just heard you. Yeah, I'm going to get it uh, such and such, but I'm just trying to wait until 
uh, such and such time before I do. And I'd be like, good God, I, all this teaching, hadn't you learned that you don't never do it when you want to do it? You do it when he tells you to do it. Because God will tell you to do something at, at an awkward time. Yeah, he will. Yes, he will. Well, you know, I just did such and such, so I ain't really ready to just step out like that. I'm going to wait probably four, five months and see what's going on, and then I might. Mm-hmm. You can't mess up yourself. You got to trust God. You got to trust him. You got to have faith in him. Because, again, you don't want to be disobedient or walk in unbelief. He swore to them that they would not enter into his, his rest. Let, let me get ready to close it. L listen to this. He swore it. You are not going to enter into my rest. When it comes to rest, it means to be in a state of peace. Primary meaning of peace, biblically speaking, is prosperity. That's the reason he called it rest. He was, he was making sure that Israel, who were in bondage, in poverty, in Egypt, that they would go to a place of rest, of peace, prosperity. And you could tell that rest equates prosperity when it comes to the promised land because God told them, I'm going to take you to a place that's Flowing. Y'all got to help me with some. And what? And then he turned around when he sent the 12 leaders to go in the land. And, and, and Moses said, look, y'all got to bring back some of the fruit so we can make sure this is the right place that we're we supposed to be at. And when they came back. They came back with some grapes that I hope I get to see one like it one day. Grapes the size of apples. Grapes. I love grapes. You eat grapes? And the ones who didn't believe, they came. The fruit just like, <laughs> fruit just like he said. It is a land that it's a prosperous land. So they knew they were in the right place. They had to carry the grapes because they were so big. They they had couldn't just one man carry what they were trying to bring back. They wanted the folk to see 
how massive the fruit was in the land. Flowing with milk and honey. In other words, just everything they needed to be it to be happy was in that land. Y'all remember that old song? <laughs> Nothing but joy well in that land. And so, they had all the proof that they were in the right place, but they still disobeyed and didn't believe. You know, it's somewhat the same thing with us. We done seen God heal folk. How many times you done seen God heal folk? How many folk do you know in here that, that they were on the bottom, but God brought them up? You know, some, some churches, the only one they can talk about God bringing up is either the preacher, a deacon, or somebody else that's got a good job. We done seen God bring folk up. And they didn't have no good job. They may have a good job now, but they didn't have no good job. We done seen the Lord bless folk that some folks had basically ridden off. You, you have folk, I hear folk complaining on TV, talking about, well, you know, I can't find no job, I can't. Do this, that, and the other because of, of my past and so forth. And, and then you have some say, well, I done been in jail and I can't get this, that, and the other. And then you, then you turn around and look at folk like Ella Florence, who God done blessed beyond measure. And you be like, you just need God. You understand what I'm saying? We got folk, you got, you got folk like Elder Thomas. Here this man is and went through all he done been through. And look at how God blessing him. Sister Cannon, all she went through. You heard a testimony of him? And look at how God has blessed us. And guess what? I'm just on this side right here. I can go right here and start talking the same stuff. Look at Ball's lady. All this woman I've been through and she yet is being blessed and yet giving God the praise. And she in a wheelchair. One of the happiest folks you know ain't complaining, ain't talking about this, that, and the other. Just keeping the faith. Doctor thought she would be gone a long time ago, but here she is. 
And you, you got to understand something. You, we got the proof that God will do exactly what he, he said we're going to do. Now, some of y'all, even who done got sedity, you, you proof. Now, you done got sedity now. You done got, you done got, you, I, yeah, you shot now. You big shot. You don't even like to tell folk how, how low you used to be because you done got to the point where you shot now. So you want folk think you always been a shot. Yeah, I got my degree and I, yeah, uh-huh. let's go back when you were. God have blessed some folk in him. Well, you don't have to dis- be disobedient or not believe. God have blessed some folk in here. You got, you got signs everywhere. And see, God wanted the people to see that, look, it's proof of what I told y'all. But they still listen to the wrong folk. You don't want to listen to the wrong folk. Because what you listen to can cause you to enter into disobedience or unbelief. Oh, that mercy. I, 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 I'm getting ready to close it. Y'all, y'all all right? You show you all right. Okay, let me show you something. Go with me to the book of Joshua. I'm going to bring some more light on what I done talked about. He swore they wouldn't enter into his rest and they didn't enter. Lord have mercy. Saw what they couldn't taste because of disobedience. Good God, how can you get that close and start acting crazy? The book of Joshua, y'all, y'all there? I don't know why. I mean, Job and Job and Joshua ain't the same thing, is it? Joshua five. Now this, this is uh, them looking in hindsight or in the past. No, this is what it says here in Joshua five and six. Ready? For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness. Get this. To all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed or died because they did not obey the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us a land flowing with milk help me this 
This is something that has been talked about throughout history, how Israel didn't get what God wanted them to have because of their unbelief and disobedience. Now get this, from, from the time of Joshua to the time of the Hebrew writer, centuries, hundreds of years have gone by, but it's still in their remembrance. They didn't get it because of their unbelief and their disobedience. You know, God wanted to bless Walker with such and such, but he couldn't do it because Walker just didn't believe. Man, I don't want that testimony. I don't want that testimony. You know, he, God really wanted to heal something, so, but she just wouldn't. She just didn't believe God could do it. She just accepted what the doctors told her. I don't care if, it, if, it, if it's an intelligent, educated man or a dumb man. God has the final say. It don't matter who says what. God has the final say. Don't accept nobody's word until you hear what God has to say. Let him have the final say. Amen? Amen. And so you, you, you have Joshua talking about it, and, now, and you have the Hebrew writer talking about it. But in my clothes, this is what I want you all to get. I'm closing with uh, Hebrews 4 and 1. Somebody finna get happy. Yeah, we already have. Thank you, boss lady. Finna get happier. <laughs> Hebrews 4 and 1. Therefore, since a promise, help me, of entering his rest. Let us fear or obey. Fear means to obey. Or obey lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Notice what he says. A promise. Help me. Of what? Entering his rest is still on the table. Still on the table. Now, now this, this is the Hebrew writer talking about it still on the table. And centuries done went by. How could he, how could he keep it on the table? Because God changes not. It's still remains that when you obey and believe God you will enter into his rest his peace or place of prosperity God will make you productive in every aspect of your life I'm done.